0: Episode of Dental Student Vibes Podcast. My name is Seth Kalish. I'm here today with Matt Havis and George Drakis. So we've got a couple uh, questions from listeners. We've been meaning to do this for a while. Um, We have Tyler. Uh, Tyler uh, messaged us. We met Tyler. He's a pre-dental student. Uh, Good afternoon. My name is Tyler and we briefly met at the interview last Thursday. I'm emailing to reach out and thank you for the tour and all the uh, perspective and advice you gave about the school and dentistry as a whole. Your podcast and others like the Dentalpreneur podcast have been an incredible resource to me as a pre-dental student. May I ask what steps you took coming into dental school that led you to gain the business knowledge and networking skills you have today? I admire your ambition, and I also plan to go into practice ownership one day. What advice would you give someone in my shoes to not only gain acceptance into dental school, but to also become an active in business networking and industry influence as early as you have? I am also interested in the ebook you mentioned during the interview. Thank you. Thanks again for your time, Tyler. Shout out, Tyler. Uh, we appreciate. Uh, the question we appreciate you taking an interest in the ebook um, and it was good to meet you you seem like a really uh, smart guy you really had it all together so Matt let me ask you first um, how did you really start getting into uh, business and networking when before you started down school what what steps did you take
1: okay so the first thing that I did was I met everyone that I could meet. In, within like undergrad, I always pre- uh, presented myself with a smiling face. I asked lots of penetrating questions and I always made sure that they knew that I was serious. And it started from the time I was like a freshman, whatever clubs I joined or whatever, I always got to know everyone in charge, any faculty or, you know, guest speakers that came in, I always got to know them. I always try to get their contact information and follow up or whatever, just let them know I'm serious. And it did lead to some pretty big doors opening for me right for instance you know volunteer events or whatever i had people offer me jobs like i met the owner of um hollister in the mall in orlando when i was at ucf and i met him at some event for like i don't know some business thing and um i took his name down or whatever and then he ends up calling me a couple months later saying hey we have you know the seasonal jobs opening up or whatever i wanted to let you know you seem like a you know good person you have a good head on your shoulders can i offer you a job and i said sure why not so i Received a job from it may not be anything dental related, but I received a job from that just by presenting myself, you know, and what I thought would be a positive way, right?
0: So, so I mean, you said a couple good things there. Um, first of all, definitely trying to talk to as many people as you as you can, um, and asking questions because think about it, everybody always likes to talk about themselves, mm-hmm. so just ask them about themselves, hey, how did you get started doing this? Um, I was listening to something recently, uh, some like networking thing how to network better you know Um, and they said the number one question to ask that's more like insightful instead Mm -hmm. of like how did you get started with this business more if you go to a networking event you say the question is uh, what brought you here today and that can kind of be you know they'll end up having to tell a story yeah um, and it's not necessarily something that they've told a thousand times so you kind of got to think about it more it's a more dynamic
1: way of, you know... Yeah, ...to yeah. have a
0: conversation. And they would... You know, they might bring up other people that they've met that brought them to mm-hmm. whatever event it is and, you know, that goes from there and you can
1: find more context. I mean, that's essentially networking, right? Exactly. So Networking, is, it doesn't have to be some formal thing, I feel like. Networking can be you just yeah. go out and you meet somebody. You never yeah. know what doors it could open. Okay.
0: So, think about... We recently went to a gala, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, fundraiser and we went out after and we met some uh some guys they just so happened to be uh dentists we just just randomly absolutely randomly um and you know we started talking to them and they're opening a dental office near us and it was really interesting they gave us recommendations for ce's a bunch of other stuff want us to come in and show us the office want us to come in and show us the office so, I mean, and that that's networking and that's just, you know, we weren't, it wasn't intentional. It was just, you know, Hey, like how's it going? Yeah. So, uh, George, so tell me, how did, how did you really get started before dental school? Um, like what, how'd you get interested in
2: business and like networking? I think the easiest thing to do is to, you know, do something simple, just like joining your pre-dental club. Right. Cause once you join that, then one thing leads to the next and networking is you know a branch of reaching out to the club or whatever so you join the club you uh, they have these events you can pick and choose what you want to go to and then once you're there you learn you can ask questions and that's where you can make your connections
0: right and I think um, so I guess it seems like going the pre-dental route pre-dental club you're gonna make connections in the area That's going to benefit you most if your, you know, ultimate goal is going to dental
2: school, becoming a dentist, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So so for example, I mean, when you're, when you're in the pre-dental club, you, you don't know much, you're, you're trying to get into dental school. So they, they usually have speakers come, they speak at a, at a event, they always give their contact. Uh, there was always... Doctors would show up and they would offer shadowing to students, right? Yeah, exactly. That's easy. And then you just call them, email them, show up and then go from there. Right. And that's exactly right. Like you're the whole point of networking
0: is, uh, not only to, you know, build new relationships and, uh, but like also, you know, to help yourself advance in your career. Right. And so it's exactly like you said, you as a dental student or as a pre-dental student, what's going to advance your career is, um, it's it's uh it's going to be shadowing getting your hours all that sort of thing and that's what you said so you're going to that's how you're going to meet the dentists when they come in and speak or stuff like that um and it's going to let you get those hours but also maybe you know maybe you'll
1: get a letter of rec out of it that yeah. sort of thing so each door leads to two other doors yeah you just exactly all you got to do is through. talk to people and you know always use those contacts that, that you're given so if somebody comes and presents always call because most of the time people don't use those resources i can speak firsthand on the other side of that so i'm a big part of the interview team and everything so i go and i speak to all the uh pre-dental students interviewing at our school and i have never had an opportunity where i put my contact information on the board i never get any messages i never get any phone calls nothing like that so i don't do it for my health i do it so i can try to help people so do it because this can actually lead for your health (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, I do it to help other people. You think yeah. about it? I mean, <laughs> so reach out to them because they're willing. If they're coming, going to speak at your school, they clearly want to help. They want to do something for you. They don't just do this just because, you know, that's how they want to spend their Wednesday night. So they do it to try to help you. Go, uh, go out there, call them, see what it can lead to. It might lead to a job. I know Seth had a job before school in, in a dental office. I'm sure he used some sort of connection to get that job. I'm sure it just—he wasn't laying in his room one day, and all of a sudden he gets a phone call. You look like the right guy for the job. We just stalked you off Facebook. That doesn't normally happen. Right. Usually, you have to go out there and try to make things happen for right. yourself.
0: Right. Um, and okay, so let's talk a little bit about business knowledge. Okay, so obviously, like none of us have run a dental practice before, so we don't have personal experience. We've worked in a dental practice, so understand, you know, some of the absolute basics right so how, how have you guys been able to kind of curate your business knowledge I'd say maybe a good example would be um, I, I guess you could say like having a leadership role because that's essentially what a business is you know you have mm-hmm. your your hierarchy your organizational structure and that uh, involves delegation um, managing funds that sort of thing, uh, scheduling that, all of that sort of stuff. And so, you know, if you're if you're involved in uh, some sort of leadership position, you're gonna exercise those uh, skills. Mm-hmm. How else I would agree. you guys say you, you uh, manage your business uh, skills? How you've learned
1: them? Um, I like that. I agree with that point where you have to develop your leadership skills because no matter how smart you are in terms of you know business knowledge. If you can't lead people and speak to them with tact, you're not going to run a, a successful business because your business needs and requires people. So in our case, we need hygienists, an office manager, whatever. So we need these people. You need to be able to speak to them. So you don't want high turnover. You know, you don't want lots of employees coming and going. You want to find these core this core group that has the same values as you and you could grow something and have it blossom. Now, I mean, in terms of, ways that I learned how to do leadership skills. So when I was in high school, I did JROTC. So I learned from a very young age, from military people, which is kind of scary because at 15 years old, you're not expecting to be yelled at if you do something wrong. But from an early age, it ingrained it into me. I also like reading about different things. You can listen to podcasts. These are all different ways to develop your leadership skills. Now on the business end of it, something that I like doing is I love listening to podcasts with people. You could read, there's plenty of dental books that you could read for business. Um, can you give some examples? Um, we could do Titans of Dentistry gives you a good aspect on different people and what they've done. You can do, and then it may not necessarily be like the actual nitty-gritty business portions, but you learn the business fundamentals and the principles that they could have implemented into their own practice. Um, I'm reading some of that now. Um, Mark Costas' book, you know, runner of the that's a great, Podcast. Yeah, that's a great. He um, he has tables, charts. He breaks everything down. Like yeah. You could be in the first grade, and by the time you're done reading that book, You'll be ready to run it down. Practice. Like right. He's really, I mean, <laughs> really thorough. <laughs> it's 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 a good. It's definitely good examples, and it
2: gives you like your basic stuff. Um, can you? What What do you think of George? Same thing. Just talking to people, and more importantly, listening, which includes reading, like you said, Mark Costas' book, uh, whatever else. Um. I think. You, you can learn from your professors uh, as well on class like how what you would do in certain situations in your practice and then you can mold because you're getting perspectives uh, from a lot of different people and then you can mold that into your core principle of how you want to operate one day right um, yeah that's definitely
0: absolutely and and yeah they'll they'll tell you things like that in in uh, some pre-dental classes like just undergrad classes Mm -hmm. you know Um, I'm just looking at some of the books that I've uh, bought recently (laughs) how many of them have I finished none of them (laughs) because when you start all of them you read like five pages of each and then you I don't
1: know it's like like Chris will like books you you guys gotta (laughs) see when he gets a new book (laughs) Seth just he'll like rip it open and then he runs to the couch and he just starts reading we have like three exams the next day and he'll read like 10 pages just to see what it's like he gets so excited <laughs> yeah about <his> so <laughs> just so, 10 pages left. yeah uh, and then exactly. he puts it down for two weeks because he buys yeah. another book um
0: so dental practice hero we recently had um dr etchison on here mm-hmm. he wrote dental practice hero titans of dentistry um i bought the abcs of real estate investing that's a good one um that's by ken mcelroy um, I got this one called "The Only Guide to a Winning Investment Strategy You'll Ever Need" by Larry swedro it's like a, it's an investing book, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's there's a ton, you know. I like to read about dental practice management. Those are those three. I mean,
1: you read those two. Those are like some classics, right? They're also bulletproof. You you can also do. I'm sorry, but you could also do like non dentistry related business books, like Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, Rich Dad. I think that one is the number one book everybody needs to
0: read. Like that is the number one book. Period. That's a light. That's like a life changing. Like I literally completely thought about finance differently. People start Um,
1: viewing. You know money and stuff like that they view it in a completely different way yeah. some people say it's like life-changing like that yeah with what their principles are and changes some of their values because it's
0: it almost seems like the things that have bigger effect I've, I've heard about this a lot more recently like a lot of best book recommendations by like the top like ceos and stuff <laughs> it's always about mindset it's never really about like the technical aspects it's always about because I'm always like looking for the technical stuff uh-huh. but maybe really the thing is you know start looking for the mindset shift and exactly. then you'll just completely mm-hmm. completely think a different way and it's easy
2: to read you don't need to have like a vast amount of technical business knowledge right, to right. follow along with this book. yeah
0: and I mean essentially when you think about it um you know when you're going to be a dentist you're the leader of the practice you know you, you you're gonna have an office manager, hopefully. You know, every every practice is different, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have uh, front desk people, uh, office managers, that sort of thing to delegate to them for all of the um, front office uh, work related things. And you you should probably focus more on your clinical, on your case presentation, all that, and I guess sort of managing your practice as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more mindset rather than like knowing how to exactly to do I mean you should obviously know how to do everything but you you need to know because yeah. it, by knowing these things it helps with training well it helps with training. Well, exactly. training but training. like but like here an example perfect example is uh, accounting you know mm-hmm. you, you should not be doing as a dentist you should not be doing all of your
1: taxes and everything yourself
0: believe that to a professional
1: one million percent oh exactly you know? but understand how it's done necessarily because you don't want to be embezzled and I'm not saying everyone gets embezzled but they're good there's good office managers and bad ones some people if they realize okay the dentist knows nothing has no idea about the business aspect all they can do is drill Um, you might want to think about learning because you can be taken advantage of right right so I mean but
0: see those things again that's the sort of things that you leave up to your CPA mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing that we say, you know, you surround yourself with your advisors, which includes a CPA, lawyers,
1: etc. cetera. Um, but anyways, And well, another thing I want to bring up too is if you have time, one of the best decisions I ever made when I was in undergrad was I had one <laughs> semester where it was towards the like probably mid senior year or so. And I needed, like one class, any class just to maintain, you know, full-time student 12 credits. So my brother is a finance major he's a few years behind me and he said, I think you should take this course. It's really cool. And it was a personal finance course. And after taking that course, it taught you everything from taxes to how to buy a car, how to apply for a loan for a house, whatever it may be. It taught you how to live in terms of money and stuff like that. And I feel like it was so important. To, that I took that class. I learned more in that class than I did in any other course. I, it was the most important thing I, I've done. And I think it should be mandatory for people to do this because nobody knows how to do taxes. Right. They don't teach you this in high school. Here's a stuff. great... I got, I got a book for you, okay? Yeah. I, I still got to buy this one. This is like one of the last <laughs> ones on my list. But it's called
0: Tax-Free Wealth, How to Build Massive Wealth by Permanently Lowering Your Taxes. I don't know. That's a long title. Mm-hmm. um, And that's by Tom Wheelwright. And that guy... Is a CPA he crushes so, um, still I I got that recommendation from uh, oh I can't even remember that might have been like a Mark Costas recommendation or something like that might have been yeah but um, anyways so I mean definitely read about it and then of course I think one of the things that we've been trying to focus on this semester is reaching out to people that this is something that's been like crazy beneficial to us. Um, and this has to do with business and networking. Mm-hmm. Um, reaching out to people, asking them if they can come present to your pre-dental society, to your dental school. Um, we, we've had all these different people come in. Um, we uh, have Dr. Steve Barrett coming in, he's going to talk about cosmetic dentistry. Um, on, that's on Thursday. So that'll mm-hmm. be real exciting. And then after that, we're going to go, uh, just just because we networked and um, we had uh, Dr. Russo come in, we're going to go to Dr. Russo's implant uh, course. Yeah,
1: surgery so, center thing that you yeah, know, for he's, learning.
0: He's a periodontist. Um, and so uh, he does Russo's, I think it's called Russo's implant seminars or Russo's seminars, something like that. That sounds familiar. Um, but I mean... Right he's you know he's one of the best and so just just because we invited him to come in and speak now he invited us to go to his office and he's got like this whole brand new like surgical center set up in his office and for we're gonna teaching
1: be, he said we're going to be like the first people to come in like our, our group and we're going to see everything so it's right. going to be like his trial run and then our first time seeing like how a formal ce courses run you know so yeah this could be super super beneficial yeah it's a whole bunch of And I
0: mean, I just opened the door just by inviting people to come in to speak. And also um, for you, those of you that are, you know, in the dental clubs and in the pre-dental clubs, um, you know, all you got to do is send an email and almost everybody will be more than happy to come in and speak for an hour, do a presentation, maybe a PowerPoint. And a lot of times they'll provide food as well. You know, we had we had a DMG rep come in and uh, he brought us. I think it was Panera, yeah, it was Panera. Mm-hmm. Uh and he, he gave us a uh presentation on icon, which is essentially um a tooth a, whitening. Yes, right. as a very crude way
1: to describe like a tooth whitening apparatus. So But I mean, and one thing you have to realize is if you're a little shy or timid or whatever, don't be because all of these people were in your position before they developed themselves in their career and everything and they've matured into what they are now. So they were where you guys are. Uh, We're still there. We're trying to grow. So the thing is, we never, you know, have second thoughts. If I see somebody that looks like they can be of some help to us, I'll message them right away. These are things that you guys need to develop because this right here is how you become a go-getter. This is how you're going to one day have the multi-million dollar practice, do what you want to do with your career, whatever you define as success. This is what's going to make you who you are for the rest of your life. You know, so you should really look into these things now and develop because these good practices you put in now, you're just going to condition yourself to do for the rest of your life.
0: Right. So, so I hope, uh, I hope that answered your question. Um, and let's see, what is our next question here? Um, oh, got an email hmm. Is a question? Uh, so this one yeah, I'm a pre-dental student and I have your school as one of my first choices for dental school I was just wondering if you could give me advice on what you did during your undergrad and extracurriculars that you did that helped you get accepted and what your school looks for in general I would really appreciate if you helped me out thanks Basil so what do you think are some of the things that you uh, really set you ahead in undergrad i mean we i feel like we mentioned a few of these things a lot um george what do you think what do you think george what did i do in undergrad what, what's like um, one thing that is like can you think of anything that's besides just volunteering and besides going to pre-dental is there somebody that you met in particular that really
2: uh gave you some sort of inspiration? Um, honestly, there wasn't anyone in particular that gave me a huge inspiration. It, it just came from showing up to pre-dental meetings, all the doctors I met there. You mentioned Dr. Barrett, he was a huge help. Right. Other dentists in the area, and just sticking to the simple task helped me get into dental school, which, I mean, was just showing up to class. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Getting good grades. Then junior year, studying for the debt. We can get into that. I don't know if we we're going to talk about that or not. Um, and Right. Yeah, just connecting with other people.
0: So how many how many people did you have in your um, pre-dental
2: society? It was a big one, right? It started off It started off small, so it was like 15 people maybe. Huh. Now, now it's like 50, 60. Right. Or it was 50. I,
1: I feel like that's a pretty good size. How many was... UCF was know, huge, wasn't it? God. UCF was... There's like 60,000 in the people. school. I couldn't even tell you how many... Like, I stopped going to the meetings because the room that it like we were assigned was too small, so you run out of seats and then you have to stand in the back. So I was like, I'm not getting enough out of this because the speaker like didn't have a mic because of the size of the room, so he would have to yell, so sometimes you didn't hear anything. <laughs> but this is also in our early stages. I know that UCF has gotten better in terms of their pre-dental society and everything, so... I personally didn't use their services as much. If it was a good speaker, I would show up early, try to get a good spot or whatever. But um, I mean, I personally kind of went out and did things on my own. Like for instance, I had a uh, an internship with my dentist down south where I'm from Fort Lauderdale and he filled out all the paperwork. So it was like a legitimate you know, internship where I learned everything, the business aspect from his wife, who's the office manager to the dentistry portion and the, the clinic in the back where he worked, so I got to see both sides of it, which really was interesting. UCF gave me credit, so I mean, it's not like I just said, oh, I did this, and then it was, I mean, certified. I had to answer questions, it was a whole process. See if you can do that as well, because that right there sets you apart. A lot of people don't wanna go through the motions in getting a certified internship through their school, like accredited. Um, When I was in Orlando, actually, there was um, a cousin of one of the substitute teachers in my high school. See, it's funny how you just network. So this guy was a big shot uh, finance guy, he retired, and didn't want to age, so he went and became a substitute teacher. He used to talk to me about, you know, finances and stuff because I was always interested. And then as I was going to dental school, he or as I was going to undergrad to try to get into dental school as a pre-dental, he was like, "Okay, go see my cousin in Orlando. He practices there and he's got a huge practice. He'll definitely want to help." Sure enough, I showed up, I started shadowing or whatever, and I developed a lot of my clinical expertise from him him as well at an early age. So, I mean, these are all things that you can do to network and then even if you do it on your own, not necessarily within the pre-dental mm-hmm. school, uh, like program like what George did, you can still make your own way. So, don't feel like you have to go to the pre-dental stuff for all your resources.
0: Right. You really, you really can. But, of course, it's nice to be able to uh, talk to others about the whole process mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you, it, it's a good feeling to be a part of a community where everybody's got the same goal, you know? That's always a good, that's always a good, uh, thing. Um, and you know, people help you out with your problems. You can help them out with their problems. Mm-hmm. So, um, so again, his question was, uh, what you did during your undergrad and extra correct, extracurriculars, uh, you, that you did that helped you get accepted. So I don't know, I was, I was just going to list off. I just pulled up my resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just list off some of the stuff, right. Just to give like some examples. Yeah, okay. So, um, so on my on my resume, and I put all of this on my application, you know, mm-hmm. you got to put as much as possible. Every single that thing says. you
1: do, if you tie your shoe in the hospital, write it down. <laughs> I mean, anything that you can possibly write and don't lie, but you got to embellish, make it sound good. So if you shadowed, describe what you shadowed. You may not yeah. know what was going on, but describe it, describe it to your best of abilities because dental schools know that you aren't going to be you know, these super clinicians coming in because you haven't really learned anything dentistry related, at least formally. So write everything down, but go ahead, please. Yeah. So,
0: so, um, I worked as a dental assistant, uh, for a year. That was like the most recent thing up until I was accepted. Um, then I also worked at the, uh, FSU college of medicine. Um, and that, you know, it has nothing to do with dentistry, but that gave me some incredible contacts. I did some networking there. And you know that really helped me uh, get my foot in the door in, in different places. Um, I also worked as a as a medical assistant, an MA, and so that was good. And you know it, it doesn't matter whether you're a dental assistant or a medical assistant. Obviously, a dental assistant looks better, but like if you're a medical assistant, um, you know you're still getting clinical experience. And you're still getting to talk to uh, patients, and that's kind of where I learned how to talk to patients, cause especially when you're seeing so many. And you kind of like get in the routine and you can kind of just like, just go. Cause I remember when we all started, um, doing hygiene and we had our hygiene patients for the first time, everybody was so scared of their patient. Mm -hmm. I was just like, let's go, come on. Um,
1: but Okay, so a couple other things. But while while he was at FSU, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. He was also in the circus and he played the bearded lady. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he that would had be that cool. on his resume as well. I'm been, sorry, please go on. That would have been great. Okay,
0: uh, yeah, did some shadowing, shadowing, um, more shadowing. Oh, uh, the more shadowing you do, you know, one of the things we always say: tell a story during your interview. Mm-hmm. And of course, one of the best. Uh, stories you can give is like a dental related story you know so the story that i told during my interview was uh at a county health clinic you know so uh, a couple other things so like matt just said talk about like an experience about uh even if you didn't understand it so i I watched a surgery at a surgical center somebody got their arm like torn off and they sewed it back on i had no idea what was going on Mm -hmm. but you know I, i i
1: went and i did it and it was a good experience i could talk about it um, a couple other things. Um, make sure it's you know specific, very unique to your situation. Don't just be. like, I saw this guy get a, uh, a filling one time. It was pretty cool. Like if you say that, like, okay, you and every other guy that walk, girl that walks in here applying, yeah. you know, make something very unique, something that left an impression on you and only you.
0: Right. Uh, here's some examples for community service. Um, so there's the be the match marrow donor program. There's habitat for humanity. So those are like two completely different things. One is medical Mm -hmm. associated. One is not. Okay. Uh, Ronald McDonald house. Um, I don't know if there, that's, I think that's everywhere in the country. I think so.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I worked with the special Olympics. I worked at a soup kitchen. Um, then I was also like a student tutor, uh, I worked at a, or I, I volunteered at a retirement home. So like these are all just like different categories of different places, and you know you get to meet people. And every time you leave one of these places when you're doing community service, you feel good and you feel like okay, I you know I, I brightened somebody's day. You know, um, uh, I did some other like what's that? A dance what's marathon.
2: A dance <laughs> yeah. marathon. Did you guys do dance marathon? We've never done it. That. You
0: never <laughs> heard of that? We didn't have that in my. FSU school. raised like a million something dollars. Through dance marathon, you of dance for twenty four hours fundraiser, but um, so that's that's that. A uh, couple things for like uh, campus involvement and like leadership positions. So, I uh, I wasn't too involved at the uh, at the pre dental society at FSU because um, it wasn't until a little bit later on, till the end of my undergrad career, that I wanted to do dentistry. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like the semester two before, because I wasn't exposed to it, you know. So I got involved in the. Uh, Dental Society of Graduate Students. And that was at, during the master's degree at USF. Um, and so I, you know, I got a, some positions in all these things. Um, so FSU Pre-Dental Society, then there's like the FSU Saving Smiles, then there's Children Beyond Our Borders, um, more Pre-Medical Club, Aspiring Medical Professionals Club, and then I was also in a fraternity, and then I was in like a bunch of committees in the fraternity, like Scholarship Committee, Philanthropy, stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah. So, I mean, I hope, I hope that like helps mm-hmm. as just like examples of different things that you could do. And as long as you can talk about them, like, you know, three or four sentences, cause that's what you got to put on the application anyway, something like that, I think, um, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna help you out. So, um, and then, okay, let's talk about now, uh, Baz wants to know what schools look for in general. So let's. How about we, we specify more on um, during an interview. So what what do you think schools are looking for during interviews, and or pre dental day stuff like that? Since we got a pre dental day coming up, we're volunteering at. Um,
1: I would say so. When I uh, when I look at like a student like within the interview group that I'm you know assigned to or whatever, and I'm you know talking or whatever. I try to look for like being an actual person because everyone's gonna show up on interview day. We all did this, we show up the most positive, best versions of ourselves that we could possibly be. And people see right through this, you know, they wanna see who you are actually on a day-to-day basis. You know what I'm saying? So like everyone shows up, what do you think of this subject? I love it. What do you think of the Holocaust? Terrible. But there was some good to some of this stuff. Like people just just say what you think, you know, whatever it may be for any topics, you know. Just be honest and be genuine, because they can see it. they're gonna cut through the BS. You know, don't try to BS people. Um, be genuine and then show that you care, because that's what you're here to do. You know, you're here one day. You're, the money is good and everything, but you're here to one like one day help people, restore their smiles, make them feel good about themselves. Or if they're in another situation, you might make you might bring them back to health. Whatever it is, you're here for patients. Show that, you know, show how you relate dentistry to yourself and to patients and why you think you should be here personally, you know, share a story, something unique. These are things that they look for. You know, you just don't want to say, yeah, well, you know, I feel like I should be a dentist because it looks good to have doctor in front of your name or like these things won't get you in.
0: And honestly, if you don't do anything, like if you don't shadow enough or you don't Mm -hmm. um, get enough exposure, you're just... Not going to have enough to talk about. Them. Exactly, I, I think that that really, if you if you do a lot and you know a lot, and I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're trying to gain some knowledge about the whole
1: industry, so everything. Gain knowledge about something. At so this point. yeah,
0: so I mean, you're you're on the right track for sure. Um, but like, the more experiences that you have, the more you'll know, the more people you'll meet. That will help you get into the schools. And so, like, honestly, all you got to do is just attend things. That's it. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is show up. That's the that's what we say about going to the gym. The hardest step is showing up. Exactly. You feel me?
1: I feel it.
0: About to go get a pump in after this for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's been too long.
0: It's been too long. It's chest day,
1: baby. So, you know, I, I agree about the gym, but also in terms of, you know, dentistry. And yeah, stuff. so like,
0: so get get a involved. lot of
1: experience and then you'll have stuff to talk about at mm-hmm. the interview. So for instance, I'll drop some of my numbers. I don't have it on hand, like in my, I don't have my resume with me, but I do know the numbers. So I'd, I did about 300 hours of shadowing. Um, I did about a hundred hours of research and I would say like the research helps because it gives you a whole different aspect of science to speak about. You know, My research wasn't you know groundbreaking, curing cancer type things, I drank beer, but I made it sound really good of how I drank beer taste the beer. If it tasted funky, you it for microbes, whatever it was, I did some of this stuff. I did stuff with like food trucks in Orlando or whatever. So try to relate this to like, okay, this gave me the discipline, it gave me, you know, the desire or whatever to work for something, whatever it is, you know, teamwork, working with my, you know, research partners. Talk about that, you know, look at every aspect of how you can do things. And if you need help doing these and you're not very creative in terms of what you did and how you can elaborate on it, have your friends or somebody else help you. Go to, I'm sure you have a pre-dental association like within the school, like 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 faculty that can help. Go talk to them, see what they can do to help you embellish and make your application sound as good as it right. can possibly
0: sound. And that's, that's a great point. So the most common question that is going to be at every dental school interview is going to be, why do you want to do dentistry, right? Exactly. And you can't say I want to do it because of this and because of this and this. Give just just follow follow the advice. Mm-hmm. Just give a story. And if you don't have a story to tell right now, that's going to answer that question. Go create one for yourself. You are you're empowered of your own life. Exactly. Feel empowered, go out, go do something that is going to ha- give you a story to tell, you know? Absolutely.
1: So, I agree. And I mean some people, you know, their stories written for them. Like for me, I got very lucky. Like I had jaw surgery in high school, a very radical, you know, unique surgery that not many people have or need or even hear of, but I had the surgery. So after I had the surgery, like it became like a focal point in my life, like, okay, this is t- like, this is the world telling me, this is where you need to be in life. This is what you should be doing to help people the way that you've been helped, you know? So I don't feel like, it, like it's, I want to do it. I feel like it's a need for me to do it now. Like this is where the stars aligned and shot me in this direction. So I mean, you could use this. It's very motivating. Yes, I did take advantage of it to help me get in, but this is what you need to use. to, like, You need to do everything you can and use every experience at your disposal to get you past applications because getting into dental school is the hardest part of dental school.
0: Yeah. That is for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, George, anything, any last words to add? No. Basically what Matt said, uh, when you're in your interview, they they already saw your stats. They think you your stats are already good enough to get into the, into the school. So basically, all they're looking for now is that you're a person, you're not a robot. So when they ask you questions, be straightforward with your answers. Don't dance around it. And uh, more importantly, be passionate when uh, you answer because they, they want to see that you're passionate in dentistry and you're passionate in life. And That's that's what matters for a professional. Exactly. Right. Show the emotion. And you're good with
1: people. Show the emotion and the energy Mm -hmm. in your interview. Let them see that you care. Don't just, I know you're going to be nervous and everything, but this is what practice is for. Schedule mock interviews and stuff like that. Work out the quirks and everything and the bad habits initially. Yeah. That way, once you get, and it's the game time situation, you're like. You know what what else? Okay. So schedule the mock interviews and stuff. But like, now that I'm really
0: thinking about it. If you want to be natural and like everybody's nervous mm-hmm. at the at the interview, right? You want to just feel natural and you want to be able to portray yourself who you really are, you know, just talk about this, the the stuff, the answers to the interview questions, like talk about it with like your friends or the people in the pre-dental club, like stuff like that. Just talk about it and tell them the stories that we say to tell, you know, like to, about why you're interested in dentistry and it'll just get more natural, the more amount of times you do it. Like in the mock interview, you know, it's going to be, it's going to simulate the environment, but like you want to just have the
1: repetition down. Oh yeah. Go on. And another big thing that I did was I went on to student doctor network. It's the 21st century. If you can't figure out some of these questions from the Google, you don't deserve to be in yeah. this position. Also, I knew every <laughs> single question that was asked of me in my interview before I was even there because I heard every single question in the history of the I'm admissions gonna process. I disagree with you. Why?
0: Alright, I, I can appreciate what you're saying because of the uh, the information that's available, but do not look at that because you're going to end up reading all the rest of the forums and all of that stuff and you're going to be freaking out and people are going to, it's just like any other sort of stuff online, like people are going to be making stuff up and it's not going to be true oh. and they're just going to like be putting other people down and it's going to be negative, so you know what, don't do that.
2: My suggestion is to read it in moderation. Yeah. So look for. All right. We got the middle down here. (laughs) Look for potential questions they might ask. But besides that, you're going to be reading people that are saying, like, Oh, I shadowed for three thousand hours. Yeah. I have three thousand research hours, and
1: you're just looking at yourself. And you're like, it's ridiculous. I'm a bum. Now, what I'm saying is, you don't have to do all that. Don't go reading all these crazy things that people do. Just read the questions that they posted. Look at the review of like what they thought about like, the dental school. You don't have to take it to heart. I read it and I'll come up with my own opinions. I don't take anyone's opinion, you know, like as concrete. I just wanted to see what questions that they were asked in the interview. That way, I could come up with some. You know, good answers, and then for, I could use those, and that way I would be prepared because that way I'm not caught off guard and I give a mediocre answer. That was what I was worried about. I wanted everything I said, every single word, to matter and to count, and then to be the best thing I could possibly say in that situation. I mean, that's just personally what I thought I needed to do. Everyone's different. If you don't feel this way, right? You know, you could use Seth's approach where you don't read it, or you could use. Jewish I never approach. read it. He didn't read it. Yeah, and he's but, still here. But actually, so here, here's
0: a better here's a better way. Have somebody else find it for you you don't read it, just have somebody else, hey, can you send me that list of
1: questions? And if while you're at it, make them interview for you as well. <laughs> See if they'll just go on your behalf. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so just to kind of sum everything up, I want to just add in one last thing. Um, so what the school looks for in general, let's make it specific to uh, the interview. So George mentioned this earlier, and so did you, Matt. Be, like, really friendly and, like, you can have a good time during it. And it's gonna lighten your mood because everybody's nervous, you know? It's gonna lighten your mood. Talk to all the pre-dental students that are in there for the interviews. Um, And so just specifically what they're looking for uh, during group interviews, it doesn't really matter what you say, okay? Unless you like completely just say something ridiculous and like out of line, it doesn't matter. They want to see that you're like interacting with people. Like we, we always bring this up. So for group interviews and pretty, I think most schools do, you know, there's only a couple now it seems like that do only one-on-one interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanna see uh, that you can interact with the other pre-dental students and everybody. So, you know, when you right when you walk in, ask, ask their names, ask your uh, fellow interviewees their names, talk to them, hey, where are you from? Uh, got any interviews anywhere else, which place did you like the best, all that sort of thing. Make a friend, um, make a friend during the actual interview, you know, talk one, talk directly to each other. Don't just talk to the interviewer. You know what I'm saying? And
1: use, use their name. So if if we were in an interview right now and then Seth said something, you know, of value, I would say, okay, um, just like Seth said, I completely agree with that point referring to what You know, he said, so use his name showing that you care. Not that it's like, okay, I got this, you know, random guy sitting next to me. So like, oh, yeah, what he said. Don't just do that. Use his name or her name, you know. That'll go a long way. And then a huge thing that I did afterwards was get the interviewer's personal contact information. That way you can formally address them, whether it's an email, letter, whatever it is, phone call. You want to be able to let them, like, thank them for their time, you know, spending with you or whatever. It goes a long way. So right. let them know and do it like relatively soon after the interview. Don't wait yeah. like a month. Yeah. You know, that'll go a huge, huge way. For instance, I have a friend who interviewed at uh, UNC Chapel Hill for uh, medicine. And after the interview, like two or three weeks later, she called the office and said, is there any way I could, you know, get transferred to, you know, so-and-so's office? And then they said, oh, no, no, um, we're, you're not allowed to speak to them or so, but we will mark it down in your application that you had called. So they have in UNC Chapel from what she said, they have a section within their application where after the interview, if you give some sort of, you know, thank you letter or, you know, just reach out to them. So that can also help. So don't forget that it's just, you know, good practice.
2: Right.
0: So I hope this kind of helps everybody out here. I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of information, Mm -hmm. but you know, I hope we answer your guys' questions. Um, Also, be sure to check out our new ebook, Seven Hacks to Boost Your Dental School application. That's on Amazon uh, very soon. We just got it uh, published today and it should be getting like uploaded within the next few days. Um, and for a limited time, uh, we're gonna be offering this for free. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, also, we have some very exciting uh stuff coming up uh we've got a collaboration with uniform advantage and we're going to be doing a giveaway with uniform advantage uh and they uh, offer scrubs so anybody who is a dental assistant medical assistant doctor dental just student,
1: oh halloween's coming up if you want to be a legit, <laughs> there you go you wanna be a legit practicing dentist for halloween yeah pick up some scrubs from there
0: pick up some scrubs maybe uh I mean, they've got everything. they got stethoscopes. they got everything. Uniform Advantage is is awesome. So um, check out our Instagram. We're going to be running that giveaway on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Also check out Uniform Advantage at Uniform Advantage on Instagram. And you will have some more details uh, coming soon. So check those out. Um, As always, thank you for listening. Uh, We'd love to help. Everybody out, um, anything we can do. So, Shoot us more questions. Yeah. Send us more questions. We'd be happy to answer. Um, as always, guys, thank you guys for listening and ta ta for now.